friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week is just a quick, cute, informal, introverted chat. If you are listening to this sentence and I didn't cut it out, you can watch me on Spotify. I, uh, I'm trying it for at least, at least the introverted chats. I don't know if I'll do it. I'll do video for other ones. Uh, video's a lot. Video's a lot. I've tried to do it before and it's like, it's surprisingly intense. There's a lot of editing that goes into it and <laughs> I realize how much crap I have to cut out when I do audio only, like all the the ums and the uhs and the stuff that I say that I'm like, okay, that sounds stupid. I I cut out a lot of stuff and I didn't realize that until I tried to do a video episode and uh, it didn't come out. So <laughs> maybe you won't listen to any of this and it's no harm, no foul, but maybe you will. And if you are, hello, this is my face and welcome to the show. So this week I wanted to do an introverted chat because I was speaking to a friend of mine and she listens to the podcast, which is also, which is like, I mean, it's simultaneously flattering and humiliating because I love the support, but it's also like me on the show is a completely different person than me in real life, you know? So I don't want you to like perceive me if you know me in real life, you know? I, I don't want you to like acknowledge that I said stuff on the podcast if you listen to the podcast. But what she said was that listening to the podcast is like being on a really long phone call with your best friend. So I was like, let me do an introverted chat at least once a month and let me make it the last episode of the month. And this will be when we can talk about anything and everything. So if you have a topic that you want to talk about, you want me to talk about, just shoot me a DM, leave it in a comment on Instagram or TikTok, leave it in a review do whatever you got to do. I will do my best to put it in these episodes and kind of, you know, get these get these chats rolling. This week, I have a couple things to kind of fill you in about because, as you know, I did take... I took some time off between season three and season four, and I think that's okay. I think taking time for yourself is much needed at times. Um, and I'm going to tell you kind of what went on in that period and what has been going on with me and all the changes that I have been going through. But first, as always, we're going to do our customary mental health check. If you're new here, we do a mental health check before every single episode. You're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. And today for me personally... I think I'm probably sitting, I want to say it about a five, actually. I don't have anything major that's really stressing me out. I feel pretty good, generally speaking. Like, I have little things, of course, that are on my mind or on my plate. But, like, generally, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. So, I'll, I'll take the five. I'll take it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not out here trying to invent something to be upset about, you know? This isn't just my time to be like, this is how I'm feeling. This is your time to check in with yourself. I know sometimes we can get caught up in just the thing that is life. So make sure you check in with yourself. Are you feeling 
feeling horrible? Are you feeling amazing? However you're feeling, it is 100% okay, but just check in with yourself and check in honestly. While you are thinking about that, I am going to give you my loves and hates for the week. I have a few loves, I have a few hates. My first love for the week is friends on the same energy level as you or friends that understand your energy level. What I mean by this is that I am like a medium energy person, okay? I enjoy hanging out, I enjoy going out, but I need to recharge, okay? I cannot go out multiple nights in a row, simply not happening, okay? I will be miserable. <laughs> I will be miserable or more likely I, I will bail. I will cancel. Doing multiple things in the same day is questionable. Will I show up? Will I not? I don't know. This coming Saturday, I have a race and then I'm driving back from San Antonio with my husband and then we're going to a couple's hangout thing. And initially when I said I would go to the couple's hangout thing, we were not going to the race. So I said, yes, of course, we'll go. But now we're going to the race. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know that I'm going to go to the couple's thing, but I don't want to bail. So all this to say, my friends are either on my energy level or completely understand my energy level. I told them, I'm like, look, I have a race that day. I very well might bail last minute. And they're like, no problem. Totally get it. No hard feelings. And I love them for that because I have been friends with people who just don't understand the energy level thing. Like they are going, 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 going all the time. And if that's you, like you do that. Like I am happy for you. Do what makes you feel happy and fulfilled and whatever. But girly pop, that is not me. Okay. I could not feel less fulfilled by constant movement. The constant doing stuff, constantly having plans, doing an out of the house activity every day sounds horrible. Okay. For example, this past week, I had a race on Sunday. I had a race on Sunday. I had something on Monday and I had jury duty on Tuesday and I had nothing on Wednesday. And that nothing on Wednesday was extremely important because I was exhausted. I spent six hours at jury duty. I did the thing on Monday, whatever that was. I spent eight hours at the track on Monday, on Sunday. And I'm just like, okay, I'm running on E by the time Tuesday hits. And I'm just like, if you've ever run your car to when you have no gas, like that's how I genuinely felt. That day of nothing was so needed. Because then on Tuesday, or on Thursday, I then have more stuff that I'm doing. And then Friday, I'm prepping to go to the race. And then Saturday, I have another race. So... The friends that get you, that just get your energy level and then don't take it personally, they're on my love list today. My second thing on my love list today is getting better at stuff. And specifically, I'm thinking about Aerial Silks. I started Aerial Silks back in November of 2023, and I'd never done this before. I had never touched an Aerial Silk before. I've never done anything similar. I've never done gymnastics. I've never done dance except for a few years of ballet in college. I have never done pole dancing. I've never done anything like that. 
So I have noodle arms, which basically means that I have um, no upper body strength at all whatsoever. So I was very apprehensive because there's, there is some upper body strength required. (laughs) There is some. But yesterday, I completed all of the basic skills required for aerial silks, and now I can start learning the more advanced tricks and routines and sequences, and that's really exciting for me because that's what I've been really looking forward to doing. And I was trying some of them yesterday toward the end of class and I needed the crash mat because I kept falling. But when I was falling, it wasn't like discouraging. It was like, oh, okay. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, okay, how do I have to move my leg? Okay, I have to hold this tighter. I have to try it this way. And it was it was very actually encouraging because I remember when I couldn't climb the silk at all. But now I can climb to the ceiling, no problem, two different kinds of climbs on both legs without an issue. And these silks, I would say they're probably 30 or 40 feet, I would estimate. Of course, my my judge of distance is is not great. So they could be much longer, they could be much shorter, but I would say 30 to 40 feet high. And I mean, it's a decent distance. And I can do that now. Like, I actually have upper body strength. I have shoulder strength and back strength. I have flexibility. I can almost do a split again, like in college. (laughs) I could actually do a full split. I can almost do that again. So it's actually very encouraging to have checked off all these basic skills that I didn't even know about two or three months ago. Now I can do all of them proficiently and I can try all this crazy stuff that I see I see on YouTube. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to take that forward into racing because as you know, I did crash at last year. I was driving, I crashed my car and that just made driving in general very scary for me. So I'm trying to make that a learning experience and not and end my hobby experience, you know? I want it to be more of like, okay, so things happen, and just like I was falling over and over and over yesterday, sometimes in racing you fall, and you get back up, and you do it again, you do it better, you learn. So yeah, that's on my loves list, is getting better at stuff, and even failing at things, but knowing that, okay, this is still progress. I think that it's actually kind of kind of a almost like a breakthrough moment for me because I'm like very anti-failure. <laughs> I guess is a good way to say it. I hate failing at stuff. I hate being bad at stuff. So the idea that I could be failing at something but be looking at it in a positive light is actually that's a that's a positive step for me. The final thing on my love list today is road trips. I love a good road trip. We are going on a mini road trip today to San Antonio for a race. And it's like three to four hours. Like it is the smallest possible road trip, okay? 
but I love the whole vibe of a road trip because I always feel like you have to have a good playlist or an audiobook. You have to have the snacks. Like you have to have your your travel companion has to be someone you love to be around. You have to be excited for whatever whatever you're going to do. You have to have your hotel or your campsite or whatever you're going to hotel for me, okay? I will not be camping. It's not happening. But you have to have like everything all planned out and you have to pack and do the thing. I love a good road trip. And this is kind of getting me excited for the end of the month when we are road tripping to Phoenix, Arizona, where we're doing a national tour. Um, So that should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. We have a lot of friends who do races as well. So that should be that should be interesting. And I, I don't think I've ever actually been to Phoenix. So yes, I'm hoping it's warm, like actually warm because I am tired of being cold-ish, cold-ish, okay? It's like 70s, which is nice, like the weather is nice, but it's kind of gloomy. I love it to be sunny and hot and I guarantee that when it's sunny and hot, I'm going to be complaining about it, but for the moment, that's what I want. So just prepare yourself for the complaints, but for the moment, that's what I'm what I'm claiming to to want. (laughs) So, um, let's move on to my hates list. Keep thinking about your mental health check if you have not finished already. Um, first thing on the hates list is my annual credit card theft. My credit card number is stolen every single year. Every single year since, I want to say 2018. So, it's been six years in a row that I have had my number stolen someone has purchased stuff. I've had to call my credit card company. They have reversed the charges. I've had to get a whole new credit card number. This is very frustrating for a number of reasons. Okay, the first reason is I, my husband and I use our credit card for almost everything. Like, all our bills are on auto pay, goes to the credit card. So, inevitably, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a bunch of emails or paper letters or whatever, the bills that say past due. And it's going to be because we didn't change our credit card payment information. And we had our water shut off one time (laughs) because this happened. And the water, it was a whole thing. We changed the credit card on there, but they were like, oh, you have to make a manual payment for the auto pay to take over. It was so stupid. They literally shut off our water think this was like last year the year before uh so every year my credit card gets stolen okay I do not use my credit card in random places I don't leave my credit card out I have the little magnetic wallet on the back of my phone I get I just have it with me my husband has literally the exact same wallet I'm not leaving it out and about okay generally speaking I don't, like, give it to someone, like, they walk away with it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know where the number is being stolen. However, (laughs) I do know that this time, when they stole it, they went to two vending machines, and it was declined, and they tried to go to a cam site, a cam site, like, to watch cam girls if you don't know what that is that's not my business to teach you like google it or maybe don't (laughs) so maybe they were hungry maybe they were lonely I don't know it's a little sad 
But, like, just be my friend. You know what I mean? Like, I will feed you. I love cooking for people. We can be friends and you won't be lonely. But if you want, like, cam girl stuff, like, that's, I can't do that for you. But it's just, like, really? This is what we do? I don't know. It's just, it's beyond. And it is truly every year. It's every year. And it's very frustrating. So, my new mode of operation moving forward is going to be to use Apple Pay everywhere I possibly can so I can narrow down the possibility of where my card can be stolen, right? So, this morning I did go to Starbucks and they do have Apple Pay. You do have to ask, okay? And I heard about this scam in my area. I don't know if it's a scam, but um, the Starbucks people will take your card and, like, apply a tip for themselves and then charge you for it without, like, you giving any okay, um, which seems a little sketch to me. It, um, I don't know, but when I was like, do you have Apple Pay? They're like, oh, yeah, here, it'll ask you if you want to apply a tip. Like, okay, interesting, because I know the screen is the same because you were just going to tap my card, whatever. So, I'm going to use Apple Pay moving forward because it just generates a random card number and it's just a tap. Like, no one's going to see the actual card and be able to take the number that way. I did notice at the gas station, which is where I've had my number stolen before, that there is no tap to pay option. So, that's a little sketch town and there is no, like, like, you have to put it in the thing. Unless you go in, and I guess I could go in, but, like, having to associate with people I don't know I guess I just have to decide <laughs> I have to decide if I want to associate with people or if I just want to have my card stolen again it's just one of those things anyway the last thing on my hate list for this week and it's like a petty hate is the Lord of the Rings extended edition now before I lose all of my Lord of the Rings fans hear me out, okay? I do enjoy Lord of the Rings. I've watched all the Lord of the Rings movies, watched all the Hobbit movies, own all the Hobbit movies. I've read The Hobbit. I don't think I've read any of the Lord of the Rings books. The extended edition is four hours long and the extended edition the the clips that are clearly added they are of lesser quality than the rest of the movie like it is clear that this clip did not get the extra coat of polish that this other clip over here did that made it into the final cut and in my opinion if we're going to make an extended edition just add the extra effort you know what I mean? Because if not, like, just put it in the DVD and the bonus features like everyone else does and don't just put them in, I don't know, it just seemed like so lazy. It seemed like a money grab on the part of Lord of the Rings and honestly, it probably was and I guess it is what it is at that point, but for me, it just, I don't know, you're really charging extra like not even the same price as the regular movie but extra 
four features that come with the original DVD for scenes that, frankly, add nothing to the movie, in my opinion, add nothing, look worse, and are not necessary. I don't know. I, I just, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. It took us over a week to watch it because we would watch it for like 10 to 15 minutes and we're like, you know what? That's enough. That's enough because it, I mean, I feel like if the scene did not make the final cut of the movie, there's a reason it didn't make the final cut. I'm sorry to say. It just is what it is. There's a reason that certain scenes get get cut. They didn't meet the pacing requirements. They don't meet the quality requirements. Whatever the case may be, there's a reason they were cut. That's not, I mean, that's show business or whatever the, the phrase is. But, I mean, so what, now I have to suffer because y'all want to make an extra dollar? I don't know. It, it, when you say extended edition, it makes you think that these scenes that were deleted are actually beneficial to the movie. And they're not. They're not. I'm sorry. They're not. And that's just my take. And I'm going to leave it there. It's on my hate list. Sorry to say. Okay. So with all of that, oops. I just kicked my table. Anyway, <laughs> with all of that said, let's get into the episode, get into all the stuff that's been going on with me. Um, let's chat about all the medicine and supplements that I am on currently. So I told you last week, I think, that I'm on a new medication. It is called Topamax. That's the brand name. I'm on the generic because my insurance only covers generics and it only covers it <laughs> partially because health insurance is amazing and great and so not flawed at all in the American healthcare system. Um, and it, it's, uh, it's serious business. It is technically an anti-seizure medication. I've never had a seizure in my life for anyone curious, but it's also used to treat migraines and what I am presumed to have is vestibular migraine. So it's like regular migraine, but with the added fun of vestibular issues, such as vertigo, neurological issues like sensitivity to light, you know, classic migraine stuff, sensitivity to light patterns, sensitivity to caffeine, you know, fun, fun, exciting stuff for me. So I've been on venlafaxine brand name Effexor, which is technically an antidepressant, for uh, coming up on a year, actually. I think I started it back in June or July of last year. And it's been a journey. It has been. I'm on a very, I think the lowest dose, actually. I'm on 37.5 milligrams. And I don't really have any side effects from it. I, if I'm late taking my dose, I can tell, like, I can feel my brain shift, if that makes any sense. Um, so I'm like, oh crap, I have to take it. But otherwise, really no issues with that. Um, and I haven't seen any interactions between the two. 
but the the Topamax is it does feel more heavy duty than the Venlafaxine. The Venla the sorry the Venlafaxine by itself does a pretty good job at taming my episodes. Typically, without the Venlafaxine before I was on anything. I was having an episode, which for me is like an episode of vertigo. I was having an episode probably four to five times a week, which is pretty debilitating. Um, And during that period, I actually lost a lot of weight because I couldn't eat because I was nauseous and it was a whole thing. So I've actually weight stabilized, which is awesome. And the venlafaxine got me down to probably more like six to ten episodes in a month. I went up a dose, so I was at 75 milligrams, and that made my episodes worse, and it gave me the weirdest dreams, so I went back down a dose. And then my doctor wanted me to try going back up a dose again, but taking it like a split dose, so doing morning and night versus just like one 75 milligram pill. So I tried that and I didn't have any crazy dreams. So it helped with that side effect, but it did make my episodes worse. So I had more episodes with the 75 milligrams than with the 37.5. So I told my doctor and she said, okay, no problem. Um, Let's try the Topamax and the Venlafaxine together. So as of this point, I have been on Topamax for coming up on two weeks. I have only had one episode. I had it yesterday at Ariel Silks, which is a little bit annoying to me. And I wasn't like in an inversion or anything or spinning or doing any of the things that everyone's like, oh yeah, of course, like that would cause vertigo. I was getting into, like I was just climbing and it wasn't like, I wasn't high or like I was literally two feet off the ground and I was fine. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything that I'm like, oh yeah, that would cause vertigo in anyone. If I had to guess, I would believe that it's probably the lights in there. They have really harsh fluorescent lights. And for me, that can somewhat be a trigger sometimes, um, And I was already feeling kind of off that day. Some days I can feel like I get these weird sensations in my head, almost like you're in an elevator that drops too fast. It's like it like juts down or judders down or something. I don't know what that is. And I've told my doctor about it and she doesn't know what it is either. So that's really comforting and nice (laughs) for me to hear. Um, But, you know, we're making it work and my episodes are down, so I'm taking that. I'm running with it. I feel good about it. So I'm on 50 milligrams of that. I do feel like it makes my body temperature higher, so I don't get cold as easy, which is good. But I do sleep hotter, which is something I have to just be aware of because I usually, like, bundle up when I go to sleep. And if I do that, I'll wake up sweaty, which is disgusting. And I hate the feeling of waking up sweaty. I just feel like just gross and I just want to get in the shower. Um, the most bizarre side effect is that carbonated drinks taste flat to me. I, 
I do not understand what that's about. I also think that it affects whether or not I can taste spice because I had spicy food earlier today and my lips were tingling. Like, I know it was spicy, but like it wasn't spicy on my tongue. So that was weird. So it's changing my palate, which I mean, it's fine. It's not like anything tastes like garbage. That would be a problem. Um, what else? My appetite's a little bit weird. I am like ravenously hungry and then I'll eat like a cracker and then I'm like, okay, I'm not hungry anymore, which is very much not like me, but I know I'm like, okay, it's not that you're not hungry anymore. It's just the medicine's weird. Like you're still, you have not fed your body. Like one Ritz cracker (laughs) is not enough. So, uh, eat the meal that you were planning to eat, have a vegetable, you know, be normal. But generally speaking, I feel like the Topamax is really working. I don't feel like it's causing too many side effects that I can't handle. Like the carbonated drinks thing, like honestly, seriously, I, I mean so much sugar in carbonated drinks anyway. Like, do I need a carbonated drink? No. Would I love a cherry Coke? Yes. But is it the end of the world? No. Especially if it means that I'm not going to have an episode of Vertigo while I'm driving. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'll, I'll take the trade off. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think that's about it for the for the side effects that I'm noticing, it does make me kind of tired and it is hard to kind of get going in the morning, but I'm really not a morning person anyway, so it's not too different. Um, I've also started taking a bunch of supplements from a company called Care Of. I, I feel like my body Like, I've always been searching for, like, the perfect multivitamin. And it's just, like, it's not... There's always something missing. It feels like there's always something missing. So, um, I went through this whole quiz and they assigned me, like, these are the things that we think you should have. So, I'm trying it out for a month. I'm doing things like vitamin B12, vitamin D, iron, that kind of thing. Um, And it's all customized to you, like, the to the things that you might actually need versus a multivitamin is like here's a whole ton of vitamins and it might give you too much of what you already eat in your diet. Speaking of diets, uh, I recently became a vegetarian and I say that very lightly because I, I mean, I stopped eating meat You know, I stopped eating meat at the beginning of January and it was kind of like a coincidence that it was the beginning of January. It just so happened to be then that was the last time that I had meat. Um, And it wasn't like, oh, for 2024, I'm going to stop eating meat. But I have noticed that my body feels a lot better, you know, just like generally like my digestion feels better. I don't feel... Like, I have indigestion very often. I don't feel very, like, heavy or tired after a meal. I remember telling you guys that I had cut out gluten. 
I'm like, oh, okay, this is working for me. But when I stopped eating meat, I'm like, okay, let me try gluten and see like what the deal is. So I feel like maybe it was just meat that was bothering me because I've had gluten, I've had pasta, I've had bread, and I've had zero issue. Like my stomach hasn't hurt at all when I've had gluten. Um, So I wonder if it was just the meat that I was eating with the gluten that was actually upsetting my stomach. So whatever food sensitivity test I took, um, would not recommend, would not recommend. I mean, maybe I am sensitive to gluten, but maybe it doesn't affect me as much as meat does. But they said I weren't, wasn't sensitive to meat. I don't know. Maybe food sensitivity is just one of those weird things. Who knows? Anyway, it's actually been, it's been kind of a good journey because I've been cooking at home more and I have been trying a new subscription box. I used to do HelloFresh and I like their recipes, but after a while it can feel like the same recipe over and over, but with different protein. So I started doing Hungry Root, which is, it feels like much less prep And they actually send you, like, the grocery item versus, like, if you need two tablespoons of marinara sauce, like, they'll send you two tablespoons in a plastic bag. Whereas Hungry Root, if you need marinara sauce, they'll send you, like, a jar of marinara sauce. So, overall, it could end up being more expensive, but you end up being able to use the excess for another recipe, and that's what I end up doing. So, I feel like that makes me more of, like, a cook or like a chef because then I can just like throw stuff together and it makes me like use things more efficiently rather than HelloFresh I felt like was a little bit it almost felt a little bit wasteful because I'm making exactly portion things which is good I guess but I don't know I this way just feels more suited to me personally I don't know whatever it works for me and vegetarianism works for me, I genuinely don't miss meat. Like, I thought I would. I was watching, I was watching The Bachelor last night, and they had a giant KFC plug, and I will not lie, that chicken looked really good, but I was like, the chicken looks good, but I know after I eat the chicken, I'm gonna feel disgusting. Like, it's so greasy, and it's so heavy, I'm just gonna feel gross. I would eat their mac and cheese though. Their mac and cheese, it's also like very, it's giving processed, but there's something very nostalgic about it. So I would definitely eat that. I would definitely eat that, but I really don't miss meat. It's not like, oh, I would kill for a steak or I would kill for a real hamburger. Like not really. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So let's see, what else am I doing? Oh, on, in the same vein of vegetarianism, I am on my fitness journey again. feels like I do this all the time. I'm like, (laughs) I'm on the bandwagon, I'm off the bandwagon, I'm on the bandwagon, I'm off. But this time I'm on, I think, I'm on the bandwagon and I'm doing the exercising thing and it feels good. It feels good to be trying to get stronger again, and I feel like this plays into my medication journey as well, because for the longest, I really wasn't able to work out. Before 
I was on venlafaxine. I was having an episode almost every day, which meant that I was feeling sick almost every day. And if you're feeling sick, you're not going to feel like working out. Like you're just going to feel unwell and then your your workout's going to suffer. And I mean, I'm not going to force myself to work out if I'm feeling sick. Like that's not going to be what I'm going to do to myself. That's not what we do here on the podcast. So I just didn't. I just stopped. The only thing that I did was I would walk my dog, of course, but I mean, that's more for him (laughs) than for me. But recently I've been starting to feel like, okay, I want to get back into it. So before I was even on the Topamax, I started with things like running, with things that I felt like, okay, I could, if I need to stop, I can just like stop the treadmill or put the weight down or whatever and just lay down and let the episode pass. Like stuff where I'm just at home. Um, I did start doing bar classes, which I was really nervous about because I, I was like, oh my God, if I have an episode, it's going to be so embarrassing because I have to take my emergency medication, which is Rizotriptan. I did try Sumatriptan, but it's way too strong for me. And makes my whole body feels like feel like like pins and needles and like someone poured ice over my head. Uh, so do not recommend that one. <laughs> but Rizotriptan is fine. Works really well for me. Very minimal side effects. Does make me kind of sleepy though. Um, so I have to stop what I'm doing and then take my my emergency medication. And in a, a bar class, if you've ever been to a bar class, it's like pretty fast paced and everyone's moving to the music and blah 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 and then they're gonna the person's gonna stop like are you okay I'm, I'm fine um but and I just really didn't want to do that um but luckily nothing happened however I haven't been back to a bar class I've only been to two and on that note I actually have some credits that are expiring this month so I need to use those ASAP okay so I need to that reminded me I need to schedule classes for next week so I don't let those expire. Um, what else? But yeah, I've just been I've just been really trying to listen to myself, I guess. Like what exercise actually sounds good to me. And this kind of plays into our self-love episode from a couple weeks ago. Because I don't want to I don't want to do a workout just because I'm like, oh, I want to have like the bodybuilder body or I want to have really toned legs. So I'm going to go to this class or whatever. I just want to feel strong. I want my body to be healthy. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel good. And I don't want my mental health to suffer. I know that when I'm working out, my mental health is better. So I want to just take care of my mental health. So I'm trying to work out more. And now that the Topamax is working for me, even though it does make me a little more tired, I think that if I can work in a workout and get these endorphins flowing, I'm going to be able to strike a balance between being gentle and kind with myself and making sure that I'm taking care of myself and I feel like that's 
really the balance I'm, I'm striving for this year. The final thing I wanted to talk about today is social media and in a positive way because I know I can go on like a rant about how horrible social media is but lately I've been thinking about how social media can actually be really positive especially because sometimes I I wish I wouldn't say sometimes all the time I post on the Instagram story I like to repost people's posts on the story, particularly ones that are about mental health and positive things. And I do it because these are things that spoke to me. I'm like trying to fill my brain and my, I don't know, my outlook with positivity that day. And I know a lot of us start our days with social media, so I try to put some positivity out there. Even if you don't follow the same people that I do, if you follow me, you're going to see these things on my story. So I've had some people message me and tell me that you might not realize it, but I love seeing these stories every day because they are so positive and it really helps me put a a positive mindset on for the day. And I think that's really interesting because I think it's all about what you consume is how your social media experience is going to go. And I think that's like true to a point, you know, because although I really do my best to consume positive content, it can get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm consuming positivity, I am trying my best to feel positive, but maybe I still feel depressed. Okay, why am I depressed? Why is everyone else happy and I'm not happy? You know, it can still lead to some negative cyclical self-talk. And I do, of course, want to avoid that for myself. Like, I don't want to hurt my own feelings. So, I don't want to say, oh, you're having a bad time on social media because you're following the wrong people. But I do think that to a certain degree, we do have control over what our social media experience is. We don't have to follow people that make us feel bad or make us feel uncomfortable. I've noticed that there's someone that I follow on my personal page who every time I come across one of their stories or their posts, it just makes me feel feel uncomfortable and I can't really put a feeling a finger on why I'm uncomfortable like what is it about this that is bugging me because it's not like there there's anything specifically quantifiably wrong with what's being posted but I do feel uncomfortable and at the end of the day there does not have to be anything specifically quantifiably wrong. And this is something I am coaching myself through today is that there does not have to be anything wrong. If you feel uncomfortable, you can simply unfollow them. Very easy. Clear your space, clear your mind type thing. If you feel that unfollowing them would cause a thing, like if you know them in real life, then just mute them. We have all of these tools at our disposal now to make social media a safer and kinder place for our brains. 
And I think it really would behoove us to kind of utilize those as much as possible. It is hard enough to exist on social media. You know what I mean? Like people are out there trolling just to troll. And inevitably, if you ever go viral on any of your posts, you will have a troll. I've had trolls. It's, it's a thing. It's an experience. And it just is what it is. Like, it's just part of the internet. But you don't have to see that every day, for the most part. For the most part, you can try to control and mitigate the things that you see on a day-to-day basis, right? So try to take stock of who you follow, take stock of how you feel when you see certain posts or certain people, and just decide what energy you want in your space. Because the people that message me appreciated my energy in their space. And there might be people who aren't messaging me who do not appreciate my energy in their space, right? And they should unfollow me or mute me or block me or whatever. They would be foolish. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, But I mean, it, it would be their right. You know, if if you don't like what someone's posting, then just end it. You know, it's not that deep. It's not that serious. The most important thing for any of us is just to kind of try to protect ourselves in all this crazy internet world that we live in. So, with all of that being said, we are at the end of our time together this week, at the end of our crazy introverted chat I know that was a lot, a lot of, a lot of information. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a ride. It's been a ride. Um, but yeah, I, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I have a very positive outlook and I hope you do too. Hopefully, I don't know. I honestly, I hope that from this, we can connect better. I hope that people feel comfortable talking about medication. I hope feel, people feel comfortable talking about physical and mental illness. I, I just want to help people feel open and feel comfortable being open. That's my biggest goal with all of this. So fingers crossed. <laughs> if you haven't already, you can follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, don't forget to follow on anywhere or at anywhere. <laughs> Where? What am I saying? Follow anywhere you watch. Oh, am I okay? Am I having a stroke? Follow. Just follow me. Please. I I need it. (laughs) I need it, please. Follow the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay. I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.